I would say, hey, don't worry too much about your individual metrics per se. If I look at you today as a junior associate versus what I expect a general partner to look like, I want to see charisma. I want to see that you are someone that founders respect and able to support. I want to see that you are somebody who understands their mistakes and able to learn from them. Coaching mindset is much more important. And I think if you have that mindset, then, you know, it becomes a marathon rather than a sprint about how you can improve yourself as a VC, not just at that one fund, but across multiple funds, multiple roles, because you can be a junior VC who becomes an operator who does an MBA and then, you know, goes back to being a VC, right? So there are different paths to get there. And so we don't need to limit yourself to that static snapshot of what your metrics of the month. Welcome to Brave. Learn from Southeast Asia's best tech leaders. Build the future, learn from our past, and stay human in between. No BS on success. I'm Jeremy Au, venture capitalist, serial founder, Harvard MBA, science fiction nerd, and dad of two daughters. Every week, we debate startup news, interview changemakers, answer listener questions, and share personal insights. Join our movement of over 20,000 members and get transcripts, resources, and community at www.braveseaa.com. Meet Rinkas, your go-to digital mortgage platform breaking down financial barriers for home seekers across Indonesia and Southeast Asia. They operate in more than 15 cities in partnership with all major Indonesian banks and premier property developers. Rinkas is on a mission to democratize homeownership and create over 100 million new homeowners. Don't just dream about owning a home, make it a reality. Explore more at www.rinkas.co.id. Hey, good to see you. We're going to do another Q&A conversation. So let's get started. Yeah, I'm very excited to do this Q&A again. I've talked to a lot of my friends in Venture quite often. And I think one of the most common questions that come up amongst dinner table conversations is that what does performance actually look like for junior VCs and investors, especially when the timeline and horizon is so long from actually seeing returns from the point you make an investment? Yeah, there are many ways to think about it. Obviously, there's the output metrics. So we're thinking about number of deals, number of meetings, number of company source, number of deal notes plugged in. There's the output side. But I think we got to take a step back and actually ask ourselves, what is performance at the fund level? And that's really important because I think a lot of these KPIs always flow downward. So what we know is that venture capital is an asset class and it's supposed to be generating between 15 to 25% at least for net internal rate of return. So it's a turn of like multiple on the capital that was deployed to them via the limited partners. That being said, if we really think about it, then what does the fund need to do in order to be able as an organization to be able to carry out that mission? So there are five major things that the fund has to do. I think they have to raise capital, number one. Two is they have to source companies in terms of information and who's fundraising. Thirdly, they have to judge and make the right decision about which companies to choose to invest in. And fourth is they need to help these companies be able to increase their enterprise value and grow customers and expand. And lastly, is to figure out when is the right time to exit and wrap it up and collect some of that enterprise value that has grown over time. So I think that's really at the fund level and that's what the whole team, and I think that's probably most obvious, for example, at solo GP funds, where there's one key decision maker who's doing all five of these things, maybe in partnership with a small team of people. So I think that's why a lot of emerging funds have that somewhat benefit in the sense that everybody's incentives are aligned 
I think where the trickiness comes in, as we're discussing, is that when the fund gets larger in terms of, like you said, where there's more senior versus junior VCs, when there's more roles, when there are more people who are coming in with different levels of experience, then I think the question then is, how do these people map against those four key functions? And so, of course, what you mean by that is, I think the perfect senior candidate is someone who can do a five, right? Is able to fundraise with great velocity, someone who has proprietary or high velocity of being able to source deals, someone who's able to have strong judgment of the founder and the team, somebody who's able to help them a lot and help the company make the right decisions, but also decisions quickly and help them with the connections and the resources needed. And lastly, have a good eye about when is a good time to exit as an investor. So I think that's where the senior one is easy. But then, of course, the question is, from a junior perspective, what is your performance metrics as a result? I think that's where the coaching perspective is quite different from the measurement perspective. I think the measurement perspective is you just divide it further, right? It's just like able to raise LP capital. Then you just say, able to know who the LPs are, able to meet them, able to be confident and trust building, able to nurture their relationship. So there's a bunch of metrics that you can probably subdivide that pillar down into those individual sites. And you can do the same for sourcing. We mentioned earlier number of meetings who do you talk to how many due notes velocity and i think there are vcs out there that are a little bit more quantitative about how they're measuring associates for example into how that's being done so i think that's relatively straightforward and i think the truth is if you and i sat down and we just rolled it out it would be we probably 80 and 90 percent be this aligned maybe there's a few more proprietary stuff but the truth is if you're measuring all those things i think you have a relatively good sense of where you are but i think the tricky part is that from a coaching perspective we take a really big step back here is that i think there is a human element and then there is a confounding element right the human element is i think what you just want to see is performance basically looks like do you see a junior investment teammate who is growing on those dimensions so rather than the static measurement at that one point in time but are they demonstrating that growth and you can talk about it in terms of metrics but are they showing the growth of their capabilities to do across those five domains and how fast are they doing it and obviously there's a reflection of their personal growth mindset so if i was talking to you individually i would say hey don't worry too much about your individual metrics per se i would say hey if I look at you today as a junior associate versus what I expect a general partner to look like, these are the things that I would really want to see, right? I want to see charisma. I want to see that you are someone that founders respect and able to support. I want to see that you are somebody who understands their mistakes and able to learn from them. So those are the different, I think, coaching mindset is much more important. And I think if you have that mindset, then, you know, it becomes a marathon rather than a sprint about how you can improve yourself as a VC, not just at that one fund, but across maybe multiple funds, but also across multiple roles because you could be a junior VC who becomes an operator who does an MBA and then you know, goes back to being a VC, right? So there are different paths to get there. And so we don't need to limit yourself to that static snapshot of what your metrics of the month, right? So I think that's one aspect about it. And therefore, it's so important to work with people who are really there to coach you and mentor you and really be honest with you about how to get there. So I think that's one side. But I think what we also have to say is that there are very strong compounding factors in the venture capital scene that makes it difficult for this clear performance coaching to happen. So for example, the biggest one that we see, obviously, is the time lag of learning. And so what is a good investment today at a point of investment could very much be seen as contrarian or seen as wrong by the market at a moment of investment, right? So there's a lot. And you, even within an investment team, you may not have the same consensus. You may have different points of view. You may even disagree with your partner, for example, about what the right company is. And so that's an important conversation to have because even a point investment is often contrarian because you're making a decision, nobody else made a decision. But the second aspect that's there is that it takes time because even if you made the best judgment of that person, there are so many confounding factors, there are sub-factors like the environment, right? 
timing, the understanding of the market, personal circumstances and founder. So there's that error that happens that's just out of control, right? And so obviously we see, for example, people who made what they thought were good travel investments that was contrarian at a point of time. But then later on, a lot of the companies got slammed by COVID, right? And so during that period, then performance was bad. Everybody thought it was a bad investment. And then some of those investments managed to survive the pandemic, pivoted, and were able to grow and do great things and grow a lot. So I think there's that arc where it takes time. And the truth is, at a point of investment, there's no way you could have predicted the next two years, four years, six years, eight years, 10 years. But secondly, also, you don't really understand what the serendipity and resources that you bring to bear on making that investment bear fruit. Now, I'm saying all the stuff that I think a lot of VCs intellectually know, but let's just put it this way. It's like, you're betting on a great founder, therefore, the great founder does most of the work. So you're just measuring how great the founder is. You're not really measuring what the end outcome is. You're not having a time machine. So what that means is that it takes time as a result for the VC to learn what are lessons from the investment. Because you could take a lesson at start. You'd be like, oh, I'm right because I'm contrarian. Then you can become like, oh, I'm wrong because it turns out it's not doing well. It's great now because they managed to make it work. And also there's a lot of cognitive biases because you know you sit down and you think to yourself like, oh, I was very positive about that deal, but everybody said no. And therefore the company has done really well. So there's a lot of biases that kind of get compounded because of this time lag. So you have measurement error. This is the fact that you can't predict the future. There's cognitive errors. So what it basically means is that a lot of learning actually doesn't really happen for some of these domains. So what I mean by that is whether you're able to raise capital from LPs, obviously that's a very clear performance metric. It's either you raise it now or you don't raise it. So I think it's very clearly measurable. Sourcing companies to some extent, I mean, I think you can, if you're diligent about it, it's not really necessarily the number of meetings, but also the quality of those meetings. That's something that you can improve relatively fast if you're thoughtful about it. But I think the tricky part is that I think about the last three, these are really subject to that time cognitive bias, but also we just don't know what's right and what's wrong, right? So like judging which is the right company, how to help them to the extent they need, to the maximum extent possible, and when to exit. These are skills that take a long time to even know what the right answer is. And so you have these time lags in learning that make it problematic because that means that the people who are teaching you this stuff may not have fully incorporated lessons either because it's still work in progress, that's one. And two, the whole community might be wrong because it still could be wrong. So I think there's a lot of that dynamic where at some level, I think the humility has to come in a little bit where at the end of the day, for founders are at the forefront of the you know, deployment of technology into the world. And VCs are gatekeepers who are at the frontier of this. So by nature of our job, we just cannot know with high certainty. If that, does that make sense? Because it was highly certain that we wouldn't be at the frontier, then we'd just be, wouldn't be at the leading edge of this frontier. And so I think for me, as a result, when you think about performance now down to the junior level, what I would say is, the three key takeaways I would say is, number one is, at the end of the level, performance is measured by the fund performance, which is your net RR, your capital is report, return to investors, which is broken down to, I think, the five major components, which is raising LP capital, sourcing, proprietary, early information, judging and deciding the right companies, uh, supporting them to the greatest extent possible, and managing an exit. So that's really, I think, the skill set domains you really have to think about. And then secondly, I think it's less about the static dynamic, but more about focusing on the coaching and personal growth dynamic, which is how do I think about how to become, for example, a partner or a general partner at VC fund? And how do I look beyond that from a static measurement perspective towards how do I maximize that role across roles in the fund, roles outside the fund, different VC funds, different skill sets, different courses, but how do you build that total growth mindset? And last thing is really maintain that spirit of humility because venture capital is at the frontier of technology and business in markets. So that's a really important dynamic to have because the moment I think you lose track of that, 
I think that the market accelerates past you pretty quick after that as well. Thank you for listening to Brave. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. We would also appreciate you leaving a rating or review. Head over to www.bravesea.com for member content, resources, and community. Stay well and stay brave. Stay brave.